Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. <gasps> this week, yeah. we are talking about and reviewing yeah. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. I enjoyed that movie a lot. I uh, yes, not to not to give away the thing, but yeah. I really enjoyed that movie. <laughs> this was one of my most anticipated like Marvel movies that they like announced in like whatever they're calling Phase Two or whatever it was. This like, isn't Phase. Well, yeah, this is Phase Two. This Sorry, is phase I, two. it's yeah. not Phase Three. Not Phase Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but like this was like one of the ones whenever they announced it, I was like, oh my gosh! Yeah, because I love the graphic novels. Um, uh, I, I've read them in graphic novels, but the comic, um, Captain Marvel comic, and so yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 quite pleased. So, we will talk about that later, though. We will. Um. So, uh, John, what have you been up to this week? I have done something uh, different than I've ever done before. Oh, really? Where so for the last like couple of weeks, um, all I've really talked about it on the podcast is like Apex because that's all I really been up to. <laughs> yeah. Um. Where I, where we you know we would. Um, you know, get get Desmond to, to sleep, and then I would go. Okay, so I have you know a couple hours to game. Let me just play some some Apex, right? Uh-huh. Um, but this week I was like, you know what? I haven't cracked open any of these like new games that I've been accruing. Like, uh, you know, I have uh, a, a few games. So on Sunday night, I began. I was like, okay, for the next week, the next seven days. I'm going to play a new game oh. every night. Oh. What were these and, new uh, games that you had? So the first thing I played on Sunday night was uh, was the or not, uh, the Division 2 beta. Okay. So it's like not, right. a, not a new official yeah, game, yeah, yeah. but it's like, eh, but it's the, you know, yeah. it is the game. So I played that game on Sunday night. How much did you, did you play of it? Um, I played a decent amount, as much as it would let me play. Yeah, let's stop and talk about that for a second. So I was uh, <sighs> actually kind of disappointed. I mean, I, I understand it's a beta. Yeah. I was actually kind of uh, disappointed in how buggy it was. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it I, didn't let me play very long, Chris. I, feel, I, I remember playing the the original Division beta. Yeah, it was not this buggy. No, this close to release. No, uh, I mean it comes out in a couple weeks. Yeah, literally like the fourteenth or something, like, yeah. which is like next week. Yeah, that, that is next week. If that's it's, when it comes out, that's, I'm pretty sure it like comes out like look, next week. Calendar. Um, but yeah, like it, like I played. I didn't finish any of the like I didn't finish the the yeah, the fifteenth the missions. Um, yeah. Next week, next a week from today. Yeah, there's no reason for the beta to be this uh, no buggy. So the bug that I I uh, encountered was actually game stopping. Like I could not progress, Um, Mm. and it wasn't like a matchmaking thing. It wasn't. It was literally just like a game bug where there's a point in one of the missions where you have to um, you're like infiltrating this hotel and it was amazing and I'm like you know getting new weapons and getting new gear leveling up and that was so cool felt so great the shooting feels amazing I'm taking out people up on the balconies and stuff and then I get to a point where I have to like blow a hole in some debris to get by like that they had barricaded this this room this corridor and I throw the grenade it blows up everything that's there and I there's an invisible wall Oh no! The wall didn't actually come down. It, yeah. it just like the the it just appeared to come down. Yeah. The physical wall though still existed. I played the mission three times. Um, really? In, you in, that many shots? Yep. I gave it th- two more times in addition Dang. to that first time because the first time I like I I did the thing where like oh well maybe if I just like threw a grenade down like okay I'm just gonna like respawn so yeah. like I threw a grenade down next to some like really explosive materials yeah respawn still there and i was like okay well if i play the mission again yeah maybe 
I'll be fine. And like I, I went through and I, I did it. It happened again. But then I was like, okay, well, wait. What if I went and match made with some folks? Still happened to me. So what did they get through? No, nope, no, none of us got through. No, I got through. None so of us got through. I I, I'm up, not sure what that. I actually like. I played like on. I played like two or three missions. Yeah. Um, and did some like open world kind of stuff. Um, I was playing with uh, Aaron Wright. He's been on the show. Um, I got tired of it. Like so, number one, enemies kept being invisible. Ooh. Uh, so like you know the room, room would look empty, yeah. and then all of a sudden like you're getting hit. Yeah. Like from oh, of course. Like, but they're and they're there. <laughs> These bullets aren't just material. But I can't see what to shoot. So that was that was not fun. Just like the wall was there, but you yeah. Know. Um <laughs> so like so enemy invisibility yeah. cloaks. Uh and then um <laughs> We've entered the Harry Potter universe. There's all this janky stuff with the audio, man. Like the firing my gun was an uh, so like it was number one, like I couldn't hear my gun sometimes. Mm. And then like at other times, like the um gun sounds from like one of the other people I was playing with, yeah, yeah, yeah. like would just fire constantly, even though yeah. they weren't firing anything. Yeah. And it was just like it was the glitchiest. I've heard of issues like that. I, I the only audio glitch that I encountered was I, f I, I at one point there was like some bullets whizzing past my head, right? Yeah. So you hear that like high frequency, like yeah, right. And then occasionally, just randomly, I'm walking through the corridors and that sound like goes off, and I'm like, fires. what? What? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know generally these are like, you know, builds of the games that are weeks old at yeah. the point that we play them. Yeah. But, and they're probably like, honestly, the beta is probably they doing more things like making sure the, the servers can uh, support the players, yeah. which is generally what it should be for. Right. I don't know. This is the, this is the thing. All right. I'm going to lay it out here. I don't know how things like Apex Legends can launch with no beta yeah, and scale so quickly, mm -hmm. 25 million players in the first week, mm -hmm. 50 million players in the first month yeah. and experience all, like almost zero problems. Yeah. Like you, there was a couple, like in the first version, it would like kick us back to menu mm -hmm. after a match. That is not game breaking. Yeah. It would, it would like, it would uh, disband your party or whatever. Yeah. That's, that's fine. Not, that's Whatever. I can deal with that. Yeah. Uh, the stuff, I mean, again, it's a beta, so I'm, I'm going to, like, whatever. But it just better not launch with this. Yeah, and that's the other thing, like, I think about even the, within the same company, you get things like the, uh, the like, Anthem and things like that, where it's like, oh, there's, same like... Same company's Apex. There's yeah. Like, yeah, same Division company's Apex. Ubisoft. Where it's like... EA like for across the company like they should all just be like respawn how did you do this you know how did you do this thing um but yeah like it's uh I mean I guess obviously different engines and that sort of thing but I mean, I the know. networking code should be this you know there's, similar there's just some people like Call of Duty's launched every year without problems. Yeah, so, like say from that part. first day, like sometimes you'll encounter like, oh man, I disbanded our, our party at the end sure. to join back up as a chore. But like you said, like that's not game breaking. Yeah. That's like five minutes of your life over the course of the night. Yeah, and I like, and I, I go back to like, I don't think uh, Destiny Two had many problems. Not that, that many. Launch. I don't think the Destiny One had a ton of like not bugs. Yeah, yeah, not not bugs. Like they, maybe you know, like people were complaining about you know content but yeah not um not the actual like hey we can't get in and play this game or yeah. like things are firing weird and like no but then you know you then you have yeah games like um fallout 76 then you have games like um <laughs> uh, yeah anthem that have problems that you know like take down the entire like the beta took down what it take down the entire like all of ea's like infrastructure yeah. all their websites were down everything yeah, yeah, everything yeah. was down um, I don't know. Like, 
I, f- I understand it's a beta, so I'm yes. not going to judge it based on that. No. But uh, if the game launches and is like that... Be a bummer. Um, I will say, like, I had a lot of fun while I was playing it, though. Good. Like, and that's the yeah, thing. It's a like, fun game. Hey, I, mean, I, I, I was surprised how easily I fell back into the, like, oh, that's a better backpack. Yeah, you I know. know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Those are better knee pads. I'm just not going to get married to my guns this time. Yeah. Which yeah. I, I feel like, the, like, um, the gameplay, like, this is a much more, much more of a cover-based shooter than it was yes. last time. So, and I, and because of that, I didn't feel like I was just like going out there and just like. I needed a gun that would rip through people. Right. I actually needed a gun that was a little more, um, uh, maybe longer range, steady, a little more um, precise. Precise. Yeah. Yes, that's the word I'm looking for. Um, because I agree. because like popping in and out of cover with a just bla- spraying bullets everywhere <laughs> with an really SMG help. or something. Yeah. You know, you're just like, ah, no, oh, this isn't doesn't working. Help at all. Yeah. I, the first gun that they like that they give you in that thing is like a kind of an up close thing, and it's like I ended up just being like like at one point saying, okay, can I just sprint there? And yeah. no, the answer was no. No, the answer was definitely well, no. And like even the shotguns, I feel like you have to be too close. By by the time you're shooting somebody with a shotgun, yeah. You were way too close to them. Oh, yeah. Well, and I feel like I was tearing up, you know, enemies that had shotguns. And it's like, yeah. well, I'm not, like, I'm doing this with, like, yeah. a scout rifle or whatever. I mean, and, so. and maybe that's a point. Like, that's they need to do some weapon balancing. Maybe. And, and uh, make those either give them a little more range or something. Sort because of. This is the thing. Like, basically, you're telling me that the only two two weapons we can use are uh, automatic rifles yeah. or single-shot rifles. Right. Every other gun is useless. Yeah, I mean, and that's the that's the balance issues that you have, but like that the way they solve for like shotguns and up close weapons in thing other cover based shooters similar to like Gears of War or yeah. something like that, where it's like that's a little bit less extreme. Like if you're out out and about roaming around, you can definitely do the roadie run around to the right. map, you know, with that. But like the way that they do that is like they put cover close to other cover, so where you can yeah. literally just work your way up with a shotgun. Well, whereas I, in this, I felt like it's very corridor based in a lot of ways. Like the missions that I played, the the yeah. couple obviously very small bit of the game but like a few corridors that i played like i was like i couldn't get up close if i really tried because i'm right. just in a in a lane of bullets yeah so yeah well even gears of war like un- unless you're playing like uh i forget what the highest difficulty is mm-hmm. insane or whatever um unless you're playing that difficulty like the enemies basically kind of hang back in their own cover anyway yeah like they will if you don't if you don't uh if you don't suppress them at all they will just run up on you and kill you but for the most part they like you know remain like they will move from cover to cover whereas in the the division two at least what we played in the beta i mean half the time they're just like running around the room real fast yeah you know even the the um the heavies are Mm -hmm. coming out and they're you know just like Going at you hard. Those are the only ones that I honestly would expect to come at me because it's like, oh, they have armor. Yeah, exactly. You know, where it's like all the other people, it's like you're coming at me with like a baseball bat, and it's right. like, well, that's not going to work out well for you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and but that's the thing. Like, so then the heavy comes at you, and you need to like rotate around the oh, room, yeah. or you need to fall back or something, and and it's that movement. I don't know. I, I don't think that they 100% nailed the cover based movement, hmm. being able to like the fluidity of being able to change your situation easily. Hmm. Um, I think that. They uh, they have some a little bit of work to do from that build. Yeah, like who knows? They probably fixed all that by now. I mean, that's the that's the thing. Like we'll we'll find out. Are you gonna be, be picking it up day one or anything? I want to. Yeah, I, I'm not uh, sure at this point. Like I, I probably I I will pick it up within the next few weeks or so. But I'm not sure yeah. if I'm a day one kind of like well, let I me dive to, in here devour this whole thing. I need to see what I'm doing next week, and I also need to look at the pre order bonuses because like I'm pretty sure I'm gonna pick it up. Yeah. Like, uh, 
at, at open. Yeah. Like, you know, once it, once it drops. So, like, I might as well get the pre-order bonuses if there are. Right. Any. That makes sense. That makes so sense. Anyway. Well, I mean, that's the thing, like, about this type of game is, like, I, I'm in it also for the story. Like, even if even yeah. if it alone is, like, okay, this totally. is the gameplay, as yeah. we've experienced, and then it's just the an ongoing story of The Division, like, I'm totally in. Um, because, like, just the idea of, like, oh, you know, figuring out what happened in Washington, D.C., just yeah. like you did with New York in the first one. We're like, oh, what happened in New York City? Um, it's peeling back those layers of that story and what happened yeah. to the citizens. And, like, it's just it's just a cool thing. Well, and I like that it's, like, they've basically, like, they've continued the story of Division One to an extent. Like, I don't know where it's going to tie in, like, if it ties in with the characters or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And, honestly, I need to go back and, like, refresh my memory on what happened there at the end of, because I remember, remember you're like in that room, yep, and you figure out, oh, this is where everything originated, mm-hmm. um, and it was like intentional, yeah, uh, and so like I need to like go back and figure out like okay, who were these characters and what were their motivations and why, right, um, just so I can like see if that thread pops back up, and I hope it does. Yeah, I would think it would. You would, you would think at some point like it's gonna it, it's got to have like that connective tissue. I find it interesting like the setup of this game is like, hey, you're a division agent, you finally like made your way to New or to uh, to Washington D.C. Um, and like I was listening to some interviews with the developer on. I mean, I'm trying to like pencil back in my brain which podcast this was on. The What's Good Games, I think, because they did a bunch of interviews. They had a bunch of press out to like Washington D.C. Did a bunch of interviews, and I listened to a few different places. But I believe uh, it was the like the the main like brain behind the game like the game director and he was like figuring out like okay they have all these systems in in place in washington dc for this exact thing mm. he's like and so the, you know part of part of what we had to do was like whenever we were constructing this narrative is be like where did all of it fall apart and you're like as a player are like trying to find a, where did this all fall apart because you kind of expect going in that washington dc is going to be fine because you've all of these different agencies and all of these different you know safe houses and all this stuff happening he's like so figuring out that mystery is mm. kind of like core to why we wanted to put it in washington dc mm. which intrigues me like yeah. it's a it's a really cool universe and a cool thought to to have that going in it yeah yeah the other game that i played chris the next night so yes Night number two, Monday night, played Frost, um, and this is a, a game on the Nintendo Switch. Right. I picked it up on sale like a while back. It might be on sale right now, even still. It was like a couple of bucks or something like that. And it's a uh, it's a game where you're trying to cross the frozen tundra to safety and escape the uh, the frost. Like the frost mm. is coming to get you, and so it's a card Win- game. Winter is coming. Like yes, winter is coming. So it's like the uh, <laughs> the uh, it's a card game where it's you you play different cards in order to move to the next like camp or the the next day or whatever and you have to stay a certain number of turns away from the frost Mm. and otherwise it takes you over it was a really fun game like i played through uh the first like bit i don't know if i will pick it back up again um like i said it was worth a couple of bucks that i paid for i think you can actually get it on your phone as well which i was looking at um and so if you just have some have some time to kill it's 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 a really kind of a nerdy game but i also feel like it was too random for me. Like mm. where it f- kind of felt like I felt like I saw the scenes where I was like, I don't know that every single time I have the ability to win. Mm-hmm. Like where it's like, sometimes you feel like with like card There's games like no or strategy. Yeah. Where you're like, Oh, it just depends on what I pull right now. Yeah. And at this, if it's all random, why play like why play a strategy based game if it's all kind of random if there's no possibility of me to win every single time. So Man, I'll tell you what I miss playing Hearthstone 
Like, yeah. it makes me want to get back into it. But then I, like, I'm so far behind. It, like, if you far, fall this far behind, mm-hmm. it's just, it's over. Well, I mean, I guess there's other campaigns and stuff to play in Hearthstone, though. Like there are. AI like, I mean, I could totally do it. Like, I could jump in, but, yeah. like, you know. But player v. player, it wouldn't quite quite work out for you anymore yeah um and that's kind of like i I was getting kind of those vibes but it's like it's not a deck building game which i was kind of uh surprised by i was like why am i not like choosing the cards and like getting new packs with like new random cards like i feel like that's what i wanted the game to be right but it wasn't quite that it was more like hey like if you got a board game um and pulled it out like it was like oh this could exist in actual card format and it's, I'm not building the deck. I'm just playing yeah. the game, like a game of solitaire. All right, we got five so. more five more games we can uh, move through. Only two forever. more games. Oh, two more games. What? Assassin's Creed. I thought you said so, the seven so nights of games. So it would be... I'm going to do it. I'm oh, in the middle of it right okay. now. Through Sunday. All through right, this upcoming all right. What are the other two more games? So Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Nice. So got that for Christmas yep. and uh, and played it. It's a fantastic game. Um, did I get you that for Christmas? I don't know who got it for me for Christmas, but somebody did. Well, look, I have. And and so anyway, it was it's a really good game. The world is amazing. Uh, I will say, like, looking at it, playing it after Red Dead was really funny because Red Dead goes for like Red Dead. No, 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 no. But like goes for this like level of realism in the world that is is unheard of. Right. And then this game is totally the opposite of that. Not quite like completely the opposite of that because like there's some elements of realism, but like your character like runs at like 40 miles an hour. Yeah. And like, you know, so movement speed is never, never a problem. You're ever like, you don't feel like, oh man, I'm barely moving. Um, and, uh, and like the, like whenever you pick stuff up, it's just instantaneous and stuff. So like playing these games like side by side um, in, in that way where I've, I've just recently like played Red Dead and will go back to it. Um, it's like this game is just way more video gamey, which mm. is nice for for like that change of pace. Um, like I enjoyed that aspect of it, where it's like, oh, it's all about the the stats and the armor and like f- figuring this stuff out. I've never played other than the uh, the Vita version. Liberation, yeah, Liberation. I've not, I haven't played a, a Assassin's Creed game since then, and this feels much better than that. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Like it's ridiculous how how much the game has changed. Like where as that game, like I felt like in Origins, they they like went full RPG, right? So. And it's like you can you can spec your character out to do like the assassiny kind of stuff. Um, like I had I had a, a load out the other night where it was like, oh, this is all about the assassin damage, and so like you could sneak up behind people and take them out that way, um, or you can just go full warrior style and like, oh, let me just like jump down here in the middle of these people and be able to take everybody on. And nice. uh, so I'm uh, I'm excited to dig more into that one. That one's definitely one where I'm like I'm coming back, coming back to this one the next night. I played Crackdown 3. Oh, yeah. How'd you like that? The it campaign or multiplayer? Campaign. Um, even more video gamey. Oh, and yeah. And, <laughs> like, it is... Yeah. It's 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 wild, man. Like, it's it's fun. Like, I like the story of it. I like the comic book kind of elements of it. Like, they, whenever they reveal a new mini-boss or whatever, like, they do this whole, like, oh, there's a comic book version of them, and then there's all these troops, and this is what they... The, the egregious things that they've done and like i don't know it's just a cool cool world to be in um jumping around in it wasn't quite fun though mm. like i think about like spider-man's movement i think about uh like sunset overdrive's movement mm-hmm. and this is like not i mean you're pitting against the best that. like the best movement in games it's so. true it's true um but I like, like that, that might be a little unfair in this game like they they specifically want you to power up like your movement and things like that and so like i i i, I just would i'll probably play more of it but it's kind of one of those where i'm like ah I, there's only 
I don't know if I'll finish it because like there's only so like it, there are certain camps where you're like, oh, let me take out this camp. I take out this camp and it's like there are 14 of these. And I'm like, 14 <laughs> of these, you know, and so uh, before you get to the boss and yeah. then you take out that boss and you move into the next phase. And so I don't know. It just seems like it's a little bit uh, rinse and repeat and that sort of thing like the uh, probably won't finish it but i will definitely play i'm interested to try the multiplayer though if there had been somebody online um i feel like i would have done that i also you can play the campaign co-op and i was like oh yeah that would be a fun way to play it because like you just hang out with people while you're jumping around the city powering up your stuff taking out bosses it's uh then it becomes like more of a social thing and then it is like a you know fun single player thing well next time i'm on maybe we'll play some crackdown i'm 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 into that um we still haven't played gears of war judgment we still haven't played gears of war judgment or Battlefront 2. Or about We can play that co-op? Uh, no, but I think we oh, there was okay. one time where we were like, we should just play that oh, game. Oh, well, we should. Yeah, yeah definitely. Know, but we never did. But, uh, but no. Crackdown 3, man. Yeah. We should do that one. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Anything else that you've been up to this week, sir? Uh, yeah. Uh, um, so uh, you caught me off guard now. Um, <laughs> I, After uh, the plethora of things that I have yeah. experienced um, a few nowhere, hours ago. Nowhere near that. <laughs> Um, I, I will say one thing I did this week was I cleaned out my, not, I cleaned off my hard drive. Like mm. I, I did some, some spring cleaning. Uh, did you, I, delete, I, did, I, did you delete destiny? Uh, deleted the original destiny. Oh, okay. Okay. Original destiny has gone. <laughs> oh man. Um, it's dead to you now. It is dead to me. I mean, I, I haven't played it in months. I mean, you probably a year. Oh, dude, I, 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 I haven't, I haven't played up. destiny one in a long time. Well, this is the thing I kept like, um, uh, I kept like running out of space on like my main hard drive, like my mm. internal hard drive, and like I just need, I just need, I just need to clean some because there were just games sitting there that I'm like, I'm never going to like, games. I'm never going to play again. Yeah, yeah. Like that, I I played like a piece of that. I'm like, you know, like WWE 2016, 2016. Mm-hmm. Well, if I wanted to play a WWE game, there's better WWE games now, more current ones, and uh, and I'm never never going to go back and finish like what I was doing in there. So delete. Well, it's the thing. Like whenever you lose the thread on what you were actually doing in a game, that's whenever it's like it's time. Super Lucky Sale. I talked about that one, you know, Mm -hmm. for a while. I'm like, no. If I wanted a good uh, um, kind of open world game like this, I I'll go finish uh, Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Um. So like I don't know. You know, just things like that. I'm like, this just needs to. Get deleted, get out of my life, can clean this up. And then I downloaded a bunch of Game Pass games. <laughs> <laughs> you took that space, subsequently yeah. took that space, and filled it right back up. Hopefully that I will, like games that I will play, like yeah. both uh, Shantae games. You Dude. know, like most of the things I downloaded were like smaller. Oh, Westerado. So this is a game that I... Um, Westerado? Westerado. Oh, I, or is I, it West of Loathing? It's called like Westerado 2... Uh, Two barrels or something like that. What is this game? It's like this pixelated, um, yeah, look that up. It's this pixelated Western where uh, your whole family was killed by this outlaw or something like that, and you got to go after him. I downloaded it and bought it on Steam whenever it first came out. It it came out on PC a long time ago, and I played a little bit of it, and I loved it. Um, But then I never, I'm just not a PC gamer. I don't like sit down on my my computer, like ready to play games ever. Oh, dang, this looks good. Yeah, dude. Uh, so, but it's on Game Pass. Uh, so I downloaded it, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish it finally. Yeah, it looks really fun. It's got a, a 80% on Metacritic too. That's yeah, good. that's good. Yeah, yeah, it's really supposed to be good. Um, so I did that. <sighs> I've just been playing some Apex. Been playing some uh, Fortnite. Yeah. Um, nothing huge. I like. Um, Booted up my PS4 for the first time in a while and like got that all got going. Got all the uh, updates. Yeah, I kind of want to. I want to. Um, uh, this is the thing, you know, Fultron, if he was here, he'd kill me, but I want to finish Spider Man. 
Uh, so I think I'm going to finish Spider-Man yes, probably for Red Dead. Oh, 100%. Like, <laughs> the thing is about Spider-Man is like you're probably like you're right at where the story was about to take off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like halfway through, I feel um, like. And then like once it takes off, it's like, oh, you can just chip, like just knock that story yeah. out. It's so it, it's such a fast game. Like I, yeah. I really enjoyed the the fact that it wasn't a ridiculously long game. Yeah. Um, fairly easy platinum as yeah. well. So I had some work to do last week. So uh, I watched uh, several movies, one mm-hmm. of them being Moneyball. Dude, uh, I have decided that Moneyball is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's a really good movie. Th- like, there are spots in that um, where it is just so well done. Yeah. Um, things that, that um, like, lines. I mean, Aaron Sorkin uh, co-wrote the script, did oh the screenplay. You know, so Aaron like, Sorkin is is one of my favorite, like, writers, just in general. 100%. Yeah. But, you know, and it's just, and, and then you pair it with Brad Pitt, like, he just, mm. he knows how to deliver lines. Yeah, yeah. Like, he always has. Ever since, what is that one where he's, like, death or whatever back in the day? Um, Meet Joe Black. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Ever since then, you know, like, since the beginning, Brad Pitt, like, he is good at acting. <laughs> yes. I mean, let's hope so, you know. He's, he's won a few awards at That's it, too, true, yeah. you know. So, um, man, Dude. he... Uh, and, then, and then there's parts in there that are, like, so emotional, whether it's, you know, like, because of the music, yeah. um, explosions in the sky, you know, like, half, half the music, I feel like the score, um, maybe the whole thing, I don't know. Uh, and then, um, or so things they say, like, and it's the way that they, that they kind of like early, you know, there's a midpoint in the film where, um, Brad Pitt's character, Billy Bean, uh, says, um, he says, it's hard, it's hard not to be romantic about baseball. And he goes into like, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then at the end, like whenever you know, like uh, after he's like lost the season, and he's feeling bad, and Jonah Hill's character is telling him, "But listen, you still did something great." And he shows him this clip of this this guy who hits this home run but doesn't know it trips going around first base. He never makes it past first base, and he tries to run to second, and he trips and falls, and he like starts crawling back to first base, and he's like, "Look, this guy's this all of his." Worst fears are coming true right now, and he crawls back to first base, and the first baseman like tells him like, "Hey, you hit it over the fence. You got to get up." And um, uh, then Billy Bean says, "How can you not be romantic about baseball?" <laughs> it's like, so oh, man, just get it's you, so man. It's so good, dude. The cinematography is great. It's just like. Anyway, it's fantastic. Yeah, that's probably one of my favorite things I've done in the past week was rewatch Moneyball and decide it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Like that's the th- and I, I think about nominated for best picture didn't win to to the artist, but it's fine. I mean, you think about Aaron Sorkin just in general. Like I was, I looked up like his IMDb or whatever, and like there's so many things that I love yeah. that he has done. A few good men, like West. The West Wing is West fantastic. Wing, yeah. Yeah. The whole thing, like amazing. Newsroom, yep. so good. Social Network, yep. Um, Steve Jobs, which I, you know, yeah, it was whatever. Yeah, it was whatever. Um, and yeah, it's like, this is amazing. So anyway, Moneyball, yeah. so good, dude. Yeah. Go watch Moneyball. That's all I got to say to that. It's a good one. Well, Chris, hmm. I think we have some news. The news. Hit me 
with oh yeah the news. I only have one thing for news. Oh, you have news. I have a news thing. Did you do tell you, me what do you want me to go is? for the news thing that I have right now? Sure. Okay, my news thing is Disney has announced oh, yeah, yeah. the opening dates for Star Wars Galaxy Edge. Yes. So this is the Star Wars land, quote unquote, which is what the you know yeah. the, the, the 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 people have decided that it's named. <laughs> it's, Galaxy's Edge. It doesn't oh, flow Galaxy's as much as... Edge. Why is it called Galaxy's Edge? Um, that, that, I, that makes zero sense. So it's supposedly on the edge of the galaxy. Oh, come on. And, anyway, they they've, got, P- they've got a lot of theming behind this. They call Pandora, Pandora. I know. But I mean, that's what the... Th- they should call this whatever the planet is called. Um, but I don't... like. Is this a specific planet? Or is yes. this like a... Is it, oh, man. That's even worse. See, they have... They I have like... This, I, I feel like I want... What I want is this to be a mishmash, mishmash of like a ton of planets. But it sort of is-ish. Oh, but like Tatooine. Sort of not. Yeah, well, it's not. Indoor. I don't think you're going to necessarily get all that. The, all the classic locations. Um, all right. So the n- announcement, though, has been the opening dates. Yeah. So Disneyland is going to open first, their version of this uh, yeah. this this first. And it will open on May 31st. Mm. And in Walt, of Disney, this year. in Walt Disney World, which is in Orlando, yes, yeah. in, of this year. So literally, like, way sooner than anybody really thought. Um, in Disney World, so the one in Florida, will open in uh, August 29th. How different are they going to be? They're basically the same. They've okay. got the same rides and the same restaurants okay. and the same food. Okay. I'm just not sure if the layout's going to be different. Maybe one of them, yeah, like, I mean, whatever, size yeah. of, like, where they're putting it in in uh, Disneyland seems a little bit more restricted than the size, like, the, the yeah. property that they have in Walt Disney World, obviously. Um, but, like, yeah, I think they're probably going to be exactly the same. That's fine. Um, the, uh, it's actually surprising considering how much is different between Disneyland and Disney World. Yeah, especially like you think about like th- whenever they have shared a ride or whatever, like they just undid the Tower of Terror in Disneyland because it was like, oh, it's too similar to the one in Disney World, so we're going to retheme it to Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. It's like, well, great. I. Uh, it is what it is. Anyway, <laughs> um, but, but the, uh, the the whole thing isn't going to be open at first. Like they said, the, the the main ride, which is the Millennium Falcon ride, as well as the uh, like all of the restaurants will be open, but the other ride won't be open yet. And what? the other ride we know less about than when, the, when uh, the Millennium Falcon ride uh, later this year. Quote that unquote. seems dumb. Um, I'm not sure why that would be. Why they wouldn't just open it all at the same time? Either it's not being ready, money. you know. Yeah, I also feel like they probably are like. Assuming that that will cut down on crowds because like oh well something you know a lot of people aren't going to see this thing until it's finished yeah so like let's just you know get this out of the way now uh. um, in fact at Disneyland a surprising thing is from the day that it opened so in May through June you have to like have a reservation uh, to, to, go in to actually go into that land. Which is something they've never done before. Um, like usually, it's like, oh, we just have a capacity, and once the, that m- the amount yeah. of people are in, we don't let more people in until the people have left. Um, and so, yeah, so we, it's weird that it, that you have to like register, and they're like, oh, we'll release the details about how you can register for your slot later in this so month. Like, or is whatever. it like you have to be in and out, uh, like? At a certain time? I don't or know. Is it the whole or is it like day? a whole day or like whatever? They also said that if you are staying at a uh, Disneyland resort yeah. in that time frame, you will automatically get 
uh, you that's know, why they do it. A that's, time frame for one of your people per, you know, per day. Or that's whatever, why. Or that's why like they're that. doing it. Or like one of your one time for your stay or something. I don't know. I don't know exactly those details, but I feel like that's also like a good reason. Oh, so bring people out here, bring them to the hotel. I also feel like they don't have as many resorts out there. No, and, and so like they're gonna sell out like and you know like they so don't think, fast. I don't think they have any of the what they call budget resorts the value out there. resorts yeah, or value, whatever. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, they don't. They they're not like super reasonably. Uh, unreasonable but yes you're right they don't don't I mean, have the value yeah if you're ones. if you're looking for like the you know anything you know to around a hundred bucks. bucks yeah 100 bucks a night not gonna not gonna not find gonna. it out there yeah yeah um but i like I'm, I'm gonna be interested to see like what all of this like what's the crowd level like because you yeah. were there for pandora oh, yeah. in disney world yeah and that you said was like a you know a kind of a, a wild time like, oh yeah it was so crazy. many people i mean it wasn't it, it never felt i didn't feel like i was gonna die you know yeah. what i mean it wasn't like you know so many people that you're like you know didn't feel like free comic book day sometimes has no yeah yeah it, it definitely yeah. you know i mean i wasn't getting claustrophobic anytime but yeah, yeah. i mean it was a four hour wait for one ride and three yeah. hour wait for the other ride all right. day long yeah so like that was and and oh and then we probably waited for a good i think we it was a half hour at least to get into pandora hmm. um so yeah the uh details that have been released about the the ride the millennium falcon ride do you want to hear some of them sure so they uh it's Supposedly, it's similar to like Mission Space in that you have four people mm. in the cockpit, and each person has like their roles, and so like there are different oh, scenarios that will play out based on how well or how you know what you huh. each person does with their roles, flipping switches, pushing levers, like that sort of thing. Um, so it's a little That's bit more cool. in depth and and, and you know variant. So every time you play, like do it, yeah. it'll be slightly different based on who's with you yeah, and what yeah. they do. So. It sounds it sounds awesome that's to cool. me. I, yeah. uh, I'm very much in on that. Yeah. Um, but that's my piece of news, Chris. I want to take the power dampener off of the... Uh, <laughs> the compressor? The compressor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I bypassed the compressor. <laughs> Dude, there's the... Uh, I love... As an audio engineer, I love somebody like did that one where you know she walks in and they like literally just had like have audio going where it's... It sounds like just the worst, like yeah. ridiculous loud. And then all of a sudden, like whenever she pulls that thing out, it gets to like a jazz song or something like that. Where it's like, <laughs> and she, he's like, "What did you do?" She, I bypassed the compressor. <laughs> it's like, yes, yes, audio, audio nerds, love it. What's your news, Chris? Oh, my news. So, um, uh, sad news, John. It's yes. a sad day, especially so for us, especially for listeners who haven't been around. Um, for a while, I guess it's been a long time since we've it's done been a it. Few but years. We used to recap every episode of Arrow mm-hmm. on the CW and Flash. Yeah, um, and, and give honestly, it hoods up. Hoods I think down, that made me so on, sick of off. the show yeah. that I honestly have not kept up with it since then. But, like the fact that we every single week were um, essentially like destroying ourselves to yeah. do this because we would stay up like all night long and with record those three po- this podcast and two other podcasts, mm-hmm. two other like you know forty minute podcasts. Or <sighs> um, I don't know how do we do that, John? And that watch so the shows a lot of times. Yeah, in the same night. In the same night. Well, I think because they one did of them, it all in one night. <laughs> didn't one of them come out like the yeah. n- that night on or Thursday whatever, nights? Thursday yeah, nights, I think Flash, it was, Flash was on Thursday nights. Anyway, because well, this is the thing. A lot of people don't know, and we've kind of kept it on Thursday nights since then. Yeah. But we used to do this show just like whenever. Yeah. We would do it on Tuesday or Willy Wednesday nilly. or whatever. It was just kind of like, what What do we want to do? Well, we moved to the Thursdays because like, well, we could watch Arrow the night before and watch Flash that night. And sometimes we were doing it on Thursdays anyway for the movies. Yeah. So might as well keep it on Thursdays. That's right. Um, I actually like keeping it on one, the same day rather than floating it around. Agreed. But 
like that was it's crazy that like that didn't used to be the case yeah well and then occasionally like we'll have to move it for something and it's like okay those those days yeah happened. i mean that's but like in in uh it felt like before we were moving it for the movies or right. whatever like that was like the that was what it was it was like oh we're it was oh we record record oh it's mostly yeah. on tuesday or wednesday and then we would move it to thursday for the uh for the anyway thing to, to the sad news yeah this comes from entertainment weekly chancellor ag Agard. The Emerald Archer is hanging up his bow and quiver. Oh. Arrow's recently announced eighth season will be its last one. Entertainment Weekly has confirmed the CW superheroes drama's final season was con- will consist of ten episodes. Star Stephen Amell, who has played the Oliver Queen Green Arrow, the Oliver. This is terrible writing. I'm sorry, man. You gotta like this is Entertainment Weekly. I feel like they should have better writing than this. I feel like I, whenever Stips. I read this initially, it didn't have like Star bad writing. Steven, well, this is my problem. Unless I read things out loud, yeah, a lot I kind of just, just like read get the over, details. I, yeah, well, I read over just the the grammatical problems. You fix them in your head. Yeah, I fix them in my head, mm-hmm. or I like and and yeah, I'm just like I'm really just kind of like I'm here for the details for yeah the the details, just the facts. Um, Star Stephen Amell, who plays Oliver Queen Green Arrow, announced the news via Twitter Wednesday afternoon. Hmm. He said, quote, playing Oliver Queen has been the greatest professional experience of my life, but you can't be a vigilante forever. Errol will return for a final run of 10 episodes this fall. There's so much to say. For now, I just want to say thank you. Uh, during a Facebook Live, Amel explained that he brought up the idea of leaving the show with executive producer Greg Berlanti last year. Toward the end of season six, this is quotes, toward the end of season six, I approached Greg Berlanti, who I will be thanking in a second, and said that I thought both personally and professionally that at the end of my commitment this coming season, it would be the best for me to move on, which I guess that would have been, so if he said this coming season, toward the end of season six, yeah, season he would have been talking probably. about season seven. Yeah. Uh, Amel explained he made the decision in part because of his family. Even though his time in the Green Arrow is ending, Amel offered some hope that this might not be the last time we see him in the Arrowverse. Quote, something tells me even when I'm done, it, I won't be gone. If you've watched the Arrowverse, you should understand that. Mm-hmm. End quote. He said, it's no supernatural, but it's been a good run. Whatever that means. In so terms of supernatural the, uh, was on well, for so I, many Oh, yeah, I seasons. understand supernatural reference. Yeah. What, the... I won't. I'm not gone. Oh well, I mean, like idea. everyone who's ever been and in the Arrowverse pops back up on one of these other shows, like oh, you talking about like on Flash or Legends yeah, of Tomorrow, like where it's like oh, this Girl. alternate timeline and Legends of the Tomorrow, you know, such and such didn't die, and yeah. like they'll you know they'll deal with that for an episode, and like it's it's a cool way to keep keep the the characters around yeah. that people have attached to. So I love Stephen Amell. Yeah, dude. On multiple levels, I think he's a he's a great guy. I think he's a good actor. Yeah. I've, I've really enjoyed. Um, Arrow, whenever I was watching it, when yep. we were reviewing it, um, and uh, wish him all the best. He was um, the best, or, or like one of the best pieces of the uh, team in T uh, movie. Oh, definitely, yeah. Know, oh, that my second gosh. one. That, I've, I haven't watched either one of those movies since then. But he was I good in it. I have no reason to. He was good in that second one. The second one was, was way better than the first one, but. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bummer, man. <sighs> yeah, dude. It's, it's the an end of an era. Yeah, and like that's. He has been. In, in addition to being like one of my favorite like you know characters or whatever like his, his portrayal of of Oliver Queen, it's been like following him on on social media and like following his his uh, his career and like him you know just doing the Facebook lives and things like that. Like it's it's he's a fantastic person to interact with in those those places. He's got the like the wine like we we you know that that uh, that he's you know put out there. Oh like, yeah, it's uh, what is it? What's the label? Uh, knocking point. Yeah, and then he's done things with um like you know. 
uh, Aaron Moma, like and 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 other other venues. It's like, oh, this he's just a cool person to follow, and uh, and I think like that aspect of it is also I'm just like, well, he's he's still going to be there. Um, he's just not going to be the arrow necessarily anymore. Um, I will say like from a, a narrative standpoint on the show, like through whenever I watched, I fell off a couple of seasons ago at this point, but like they have been trying to figure out like, Oh, well, where does his character go? Like you can only really go so far with, with a single character before hitting the reset button or before finding someone else to take the mantle or that sort of thing. Like that's just kind of in general, how comic books work. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of been the struggle. They've been trying to, to put other people into like the star spotlight, uh, for the last couple seasons. And, uh, and this is kind of probably why where it's like, Hey, maybe a spinoff show, uh, happens, you know, from, from the arrow show. Um, and you know, obviously like they're, they're not wanting somebody to fill those shoes. I thought that eventually he would leave the show and somebody else would be the Green Arrow or would be Arrow. Which would be weird. I think I feel like it would be weird too. Um, but I do think like there, there could be a, a spinoff or something like that. Yeah, like, definitely. With, with some For of one the characters. Of the characters yeah. yeah. Um, I I find it interesting. So it, it was his contract was went through the end of I mean, this do you think he'll die? season. I feel like they have to kill him. I feel like they probably do. Yeah. Um, I feel like, like for real this time. I feel like that's the only way that they can really end his story. But then again. I don't know. Yeah. You know, there's, I feel like there's, there's, you know, you think, I think about like the, the only reason I don't know is because at the end of the Christopher Nolan Batman, like I was satisfied with that ending. Well, definitely because, uh, well, so like that, I feel like uh, that brought to a conclusion the, all the ties with uh, Ra Azal Ghul and like True. the, uh, what is it? The, um, uh, Oh, assassins! Something of assassins. The, the League of Assassins. League of Assassins. There it is. <laughs> the League of Assassins that he started in Batman Begins. And yeah. So like the threat that Batman was honestly created for. Well, right. Originally he was created to. He just wanted to go clean up the city, but right. like he it turned out he was actually like fighting. You know the League of Assassins. Um, I feel like that storyline was wrapped up. He yeah. Had, he had effectively passed his mantle on. Right. To Robin. <laughs> um and uh, kind of. I don't know. I, I, it felt it was satisfying. It was, and I honestly like if they did something like that, where it's like, oh, the narrative thread between Batman and Bruce Wayne in that one, like, was like, okay, well, there he's now basically shed this skin of Batman, and Batman yeah. has sacrificed himself for for the city, and you know, so now Bruce Wayne can go and live like his own life. Yeah. Um, and I feel like you know Oliver Queen is. I don't think it's almost not the same. So I do, I am leaning more towards like, they're probably gonna, gonna have to like kill him or he's gonna have to sacrifice himself in some way because he's literally the same character and, and has been throughout as like Oliver Queen doesn't have barely any separation from arrow. Like, yeah. and those were the, like once they kind of got through that storyline where they were basically the same pe- person, it's like mm-hmm. since season two, he's been like, they're the same. <laughs> right. So yeah. Sad news, Chris. All right, my uh, other, uh, I don't know, maybe not sad news, I don't know, it's just it's uh, different news, weird news. EA, this is straight from EA. <laughs> EA. You can be uh, sad about this. I guess. Maybe. EA is not having a traditional E3 press conference this year. Weird. Yeah, so this is straight from EA, this is from their blog. 2019 will mark our fourth year of EA Play, which is their off, uh, out, outside the conference show floor a fan event that they always put on where you can just go play games um, right there close to the LA Convention Center, but it's not part of E3. Uh, We'll mark our fourth year of EA Play. 
What we envisioned as a celebration of play has become an incredible moment that we love to share with the community each year. We are so marketing language just makes me crack up sometimes. Anyway, it's just word soup. Oh, it's, just... it's word soup, but I'm just like you're just like what? What do you mean by that? It's become an incredible moment that we love to share with the community each year. Come on, guys. Anyway, just trying to make us feel. <laughs> you're trying you're buttering it... us up before you like you you drop the hammer. Boy, that E3, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's what they're saying. <laughs> we are so grateful for all our fans who have joined us, and we look forward to making this year an even better experience. This year, you'll see less talk and more play oh. with an, an event entirely focused on the heartbeat of that, EA Play. That's one of those, like, let's take a negative, <laughs> spin it into a positive. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Uh, focus on the heartbeat of EA Play. <laughs> and I'm not saying, I'm, 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 I, like, I, I'm in marketing, too. I get it. Like, I do this. <laughs> but it's just, like, it's hilarious. Of EA Play, our player communities and the games they love. First, hands-on with some of our biggest games. Exclusive content from some of the most popular creators in the world. Free for all to attend. I don't know why those are bullet points in the middle of this, but they are. Chris, because they got to have two positives for every one negative. It all starts this year on Friday night, June 7th, with an all-new EA Play kickoff event. We're skipping the press conference this year and are replacing it with multiple streams that will air during the first two days of the event, bringing you more of what you've told us you want, more gameplay and insights from the teams making the games. What I don't, what is not clear, does that mean that... that the announcements are going to be in there? On Friday night, on Friday... They're going do press conferences or, or not press conferences or like streams. Yeah. Or were we talking about like whenever it says first two days of the event? I guess that, that would mean, yeah. yeah, that would mean on, starting on Friday or Saturday. Yeah. And then Sunday. Yeah. All day. I mean, it's basically like, it sounds like it's going to be like, you know, Nintendo Directs or, or something. like Nintendo Treehouse from, uh, from the, they do a lot, like some announcements in that, but they still have a direct. Like, yeah. Um, Nintendo Treehouse, like they'll have like, oh, here's the developer of such and such game yeah, to yeah, demo yeah. it. And like, that's what, it, that's what it feels like. It seems like they're going to bring on like developers and show you behind the scenes of this yeah. stuff. But will they wrap announce? Is, is that what they're implying? We're going to wrap all of our pre, future announcements into that show yeah. and spread it out over the two days? I don't, here, I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm going to finish this. Um, I'll repeat that. We're skipping the press conference this year and are replacing it with multiple live streams that will air during the first two days of the event, bringing you more of what you've told us you want, more gameplay and insights from the teams making the games. Weekends are meant for play, and this year we've moved the EA Plays Fan Fest to Saturday, June 8th, and Sunday, June 9th, where players will get hands-on with our games. We'll also have content creators streaming live from our creator's cave in the Hollywood Palladium, providing gameplay content to our players viewing online. EA.com will so be the home stream. for all EA Play content. Hmm. Players can get behind the scenes with our games via exclusive gameplay reveals, developer talks, and breaking news. And break, <laughs> breaking news. Yeah, there news. it is. There it is. But that's, an, that's enough talk for now. We've got plenty more to show in the months ahead. Tickets will be available next month, so stay tuned. Blah, 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 blah. Such a weird move. Here's another thing I, I just like thought of. Um, hang on, hang on, hang. Stand by. <laughs> standing stand, by. Stand by. We are standing by. Um, Something I don't understand about this, like if they're gonna do breaking news throughout that, like I, I don't. I, it's got to be cheaper. Like that's got to be what they're thinking. Is like it's cheaper to do this type of a stream thing for these multiple sessions and have breaking quote unquote breaking news in those sessions than it is to do a press conference. Like that's got to be what it is. Um, I don't know. That's so strange, man. I had heard some some rumor somewhere that Bethesda was thinking about um, not doing one this year too. I think and that was a rumor. Uh, I can't find it to confirm, so it's fine. 
Bethesda has said before the that thing. if they don't this have what's like crazy. the content, so, then like, and I still think Sony's dumb and crazy for skipping E3. But now here we have EA following suit. Yeah, um, they usually produce this huge live, show. and I'm sure they look, they look at the cost of these things. Like, oh, what is the actual ROI on this? Yeah, could we get away with just a, a prepackaged live stream like Nintendo? Uh, yeah, I think you can, mm-hmm. but I think you have, still have to make it like we. I think we give Nintendo a pass because of the Nintendo on like. Oh, yeah. This can be funny and like weird and quirky and awkward. Yep. But like EA, you cannot do that. I also though well, wonder. EA how also they- their their press conference every year has been like the the low point. Oh, for sure. Because like they they well, they spend half the time on mobile games, mm-hmm. another like half of it on uh, on sports games, right? And then whatever's left. Similar to. Yeah, so like on games that we want to play, right? It's 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 interesting that they are making this move to me because like usually what it feels like is the EA press conference is for um, stockholders more than it's actually for like news sites and like yeah. the gamers like out there. Like, it's, and that's why they spend so much time on uh, like the oh the, the mobile games and the sports titles and that like, they spend so much time on those things because. That's what the questions that their stockholders are, are going to ask of the next you know stockholders call, and so spreading it out like this does that mean we're going to get m- like more content that we want, or does this mean we're just going to get more content that is nothing that we want really? Yeah. Um, I feel like that's probably what it's going to be for me, anyways. Like I'm just going to like not pay attention to the streams at all unless there's like one that really like you know sticks out to me. Similar to how I ignore um, the Nintendo Treehouse. Like I just watched the direct because it's like oh that's the all of the main news and then all of this other news that's going to be released throughout the Treehouse. Like I'll pick that up on like a a Polygon or like a, a Kotaku or IGN. Like I'll just get those that news elsewhere completely. Like where it's like oh I, I can watch that. Devolver Digital, yeah, yeah, like or like or uh, or Nintendo Treehouse, oh, like Treehouse, it's like oh yeah. I'm we're announcing this other game in the Nintendo Treehouse, and it's like okay, well I'll watch that five minute chunk later on in the day. Like I don't need to be there while it actually gets revealed because yeah. there's no telling like when it will happen. So yeah. I wonder if like that's maybe what they're going for. We're like okay, well let's just like announce this stuff and like whoever cares about whatever thing will like watch that after the fact and whoever doesn't care about these other things doesn't have to worry about the you know the mobile titles or the sports titles because that's not for them so i don't know it's a it's an interesting move yeah for sure um what's crazy i mean so i think like what's crazy is now sony's not there e3's not there or sorry uh ea's not there so if if we compare it to the past few years that leaves microsoft ubisoft um Bethesda, um, Nintendo does, mm-hmm. you know, they're, the it's not really a conference, but yeah, right. they're, they're direct. They still have like a big, big news drop there. I mean, it sounds like they're still going to like talk about things, mm-hmm. but it's interesting. I don't know. Like I, I could, I could see more companies doing this and pulling out of these big flashy things. Although I'm real excited to see what Microsoft does this year. Yeah. Um, whenever like Phil Spencer's like, Hey, we thought about like, do we pull out two and not do something this year? But no, we need to go big. Mm-hmm. It's like that's awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to see what they're doing. Yeah, I think uh, like it's it's interesting. Like whenever you know Sony kind of did their oh we're not going to do E three, and then these you know Nintendo and uh, and Xbox like they both were like yeah well no we're totally there let's see yeah. you there you know it's, yeah. and they pulled those kind of tweets and you're like okay I guess they're like gonna gonna go at this, um but yeah I don't know it's 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 a it's a new world of E three man. Uh, I have some other news that I forgot to talk about. Okay. Well, it's just a rumor. Okay, what's the rumor? So, 
rumor is that Microsoft is going to release a streaming only Xbox One X. That's right. This year. This year. In like in like a month. Flat, yeah. For like under around two hundred bucks. They they wanted to keep, get it under two hundred bucks. Yeah. Um it's not announced yet, so we don't have to go like super far down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. I just feel like the one thing I want to say is Microsoft is making moves, man. We've mm-hmm. been talking about it for the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. With the streaming future. If this is a digital only box and we're streaming and like and downloading things to it. Yeah. Um You figure this is like almost like a game pass box. In I think that, it's, in yeah, that basically. Because it's like, like, oh, let's get the subscription thing and then just download well, and, all the games I brought. But that's the thing. Like you can even if you just not game pass, you can download all the games that are available today. Like you yeah. don't have to go buy a, a I don't know. You buy them a lot more than I do. I buy, I buy physical discs a lot. Yeah. yeah. I don't I, know. I can't. I, Red Dead. Red Dead is the last physical yeah. disc I bought. There is an uptick. There has been an uptick over the last two years of how many uh, physical discs I've done because I like to let people borrow them and stuff like that, too. So, like, after after I'm done with the disc, I'm and like, And the people ah. that you let borrow them, thank you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, anyway, it's crazy, man. We'll talk about it if it actually happens man, yeah. um, and dive into what this means. Uh, but um, it's It's... I feel like if they do release it, it's a good time to do it. Yeah. They're testing a market to see yep. if like the next generation can stand there being like a digital only skew, like where they have, oh, here's our Uber box with the Blu-ray player and the blah blah blah. Yeah. And here's the lower box with the with the Blu-ray player still, and then here's the stream like the uh, the only digital box for like, cheaper. Well if I mean this is the thing. If it, if it's this thing say this thing ended up at hundred fifty bucks, yeah. I'll pick one up, take yeah. it to like work. It, on the go, travel with me. It becomes similar to like an Apple television at that point that plays yeah. some of the best games of all oh, time. Yeah, well, you know? yeah, and you can watch HBO Go mm-hmm. and YouTube yeah. and Netflix and Hulu. All the apps are on there. Yeah. Uh, YouTube TV, so you can get live TV. Yeah. I Again, like you said, they're making moves, man. Yeah, So moves. if this happens, we'll talk about it then, update you on our thoughts. But I think I think it probably will. That's the news. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Um, yeah, so uh, is this, is, how long is this podcast? Yeah, we're already at about an hour. Oh, man, how did that happen? It just flew by, man. Good grief. Lots of news. So now I, got, now I, I got played a, too many games this yeah, past week, dude. Games. I got um, to like reset my brain on yeah, like, for, what happened in this movie. For, for um, so I think like we're just right off the bat, my initial impressions. Um, this Marvel movie is unlike any other Marvel movie. Agreed. I feel like it's very sci-fi. Yeah. Like you're not getting around it, which I love. It's a genre I love. Right. Um, Agreed. But like, man, this is, I mean, but I actually like, so like, this is the only problem I've had with Marvel movies in the past. Like if, you, if you're going to be a spy movie, be a, be a freaking spy movie. Yep. If you're going to be a caper movie, yep. be a caper movie. Yep. You know, like uh, they were straight up a sci-fi movie. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. Um, and not in the way that Guardians of the Galaxy was sci-fi. Like right. this is like I feel that's like, like more is, like a, a space odyssey movie is what I would call like I a, don't like know a, space odyssey. That's just like, like a it's almost like a I don't know what you call it. I don't know. Like I don't think there's anything really like Guardians of the Galaxy. No, there. I mean, like there's there's a lot of unique things, especially the first one. Like the second one, it's exactly. like eh, there's there's things that are similar. I feel like this is like more of a like a high concept yes. sci-fi movie. Agreed. Whereas like Thor Ragnarok and things like that, it's like oh those are those have sci-fi elements, but right. they're like they're a different movie wrapped in sci-fi, yeah. right? Like whereas this one totally like envelops all of what sci-fi kind of means. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. So, uh, the uh, I really liked like the overall vibe, mm-hmm. look, tone, feel, uh, locations. 
like basically the story behind it. Now I will say like the things I will like, I, I think it, uh, if you're not into those things, yes, this is a really long movie mm-hmm. and at times the pacing can be slow. Yes. Um, and so like, again, if you don't, you're not into that stuff, you're going to be a real bored. Yeah. There's, there's a, there's a few sections like, yeah, that, that, um, it seemed like in our theater, there was, you know, maybe some people that were in there that were like not necessarily in it. They were in it for the marvelness of it, right? But maybe aren't as like I couldn't see them in like a, a more of a high concept sci fi thing. Going yeah, in it, you know. So, um, so they were tapping their feet a little bit uh, during a couple of, of sections. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, honestly, like there's so much going on that you need to explain. There are some like big sections where they're explaining things. Yeah, but I, I feel like they did it well. Oh yeah. I also like. I didn't see some of the twists coming. Yeah. Um, and like, I, we'll talk about it in the spoiler section, but um, overall, really, I even like the mu- the music is way different from a Marvel movie. It felt it, like really good for, yeah. for, for like, it, for it, it fit being, the genre. Yeah. For it being a Marvel movie, I was surprised at how much I was like, oh, that music is cool there. You know, yeah. oh, that music is cool there. And most of the time it's just like, oh, there's just background music, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I, like, and, and I, I like things like the Avengers theme mm-hmm. and like, you know, whenever they use Spider-Man's theme and his, oh, yeah. You know stuff, so like I like that kind of stuff, but yeah. like, yeah. The, well, well then, I think unless this, they're doing a full on like Guardians of the Galaxy thing, where like they rip into like there's a like a, oh here's a classic oh, rock yeah, yeah. song, or or even like Thor Ragnarok, like yes. the, like Thor Ragnarok it has a completely different style of soundtrack. You yeah. know, even the even the orchestral stuff is slightly well, and like, off. And that's, that's kind of what I like. One thing I was thinking about um, toward the uh, end of this movie, I'm like, I actually really love. I mean. I, Let's take Ant Man and the Wasp out of it. Yeah, uh, I love the direction that the most recent Marvel movies have gone in. Agreed. Because like him or hate him, um, Thor Ragnarok is way different and it's its yeah. own unique thing. Um, Avengers: uh, Infinity War is its own like mm-hmm. unique thing. They're trying to do very specific things with that. Yeah, even down to the, where the trailers are not like traditional trailers, right. like for Endgame. Right. Uh, this does a very specific thing. Black Panther really is well. the same way, where it's like, oh, it's doing it's doing something different. Yeah. Did something different with its music. Did something different with its visuals. Yeah. It's like yeah, we're, regardless we're of the execution of it, like which we've talked about before. If you look at right. the review, I think it was trying to do yeah something very specific and unique. Yeah. Uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, not so much. I feel like that was just like a. I feel like this is kind of. I, I recently rewatched this like a, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And so, like, I feel like Ant Man and the Wasp, uh, going back and watching it again, is geared toward a way younger audience than most of the other movies. In the that. same way that Spider Man Homecoming yeah. is. Yeah. But maybe even a, a younger audience. Yeah, it feels like there is a there's a character in Ant Man and the Wasp, and she's really young. And I feel like like you know, she, like, I feel like that's the age. Group. That's the like that's the age group they're shooting yeah. for. Where it's it's it the. There aren't any edgy jokes. Yeah, I'm not saying you need these things. No, I'm just saying, no, no. like it, it. That's not a criticism, of, like as a bad exactly. thing. Exactly, it's just observation. It's just, yeah, what's what it is. Yeah, I mean, and then the, all the all the all the visual gags are normal. You know, it's like you know, an ant playing drums. Well, that's not funny to me. That's pro- that's probably funny to you yeah. know an eight year old. It's kind of slapsticky, yeah. like in a few different spots you know, too. Like, you know, the, yeah, the giant things that are happening. Yeah, it's you know, just very like physical. The, the the crazy comments, you know, zany comments. Oh man, whenever he like tells the stories and stuff yeah, like that, like yeah, all stories, of those things, and even like, like all the all the like that is truth serum, you know, kind yeah. of stuff. It's like. I mean, I think that's funny, yeah. but like, not. I'm not laughing out loud. Funny, right? Well, and it, like you said, it, it it definitely like all skews a little bit younger yeah. as far as the target demographic. Whereas, you know, it's it, it, like you said, like even that I feel like is slightly different from where yeah. the Marvel movies have been in the past. So, yeah. like maybe that was what they were going for, or but whatever. I, but, but but I think everything else has yeah. been like like very focused on like, hey, this is what we're trying to do here. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the genre we're going after, um, and. 
I think in terms of uh, Avengers Infinity War, creating its own genre, like right. a <laughs> uh, 20, 10 year epic, you know, like, yeah, you gotta epic. watch these 24 movies. <laughs> that's, that's never been done before. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So oh, anyway, man. um, I feel like this fits really well in that and I'm excited about yes. like the other things. I mean, what, are the, uh, I don't know what we have. Well, we don't know because of Endgame. We don't know. Um, um, there are there are theories. I have theories about who like what what we start pulling in in phase three, and we get real weird. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, that's uh, the the genius of how everything has worked out with Marvel um, means that. So this is a conversation that maybe will happen later on as well. Like we're going more spoilery, but whereas like in phase three, it seems like Spider Man is gonna be the more normal and like. This is the the one, right? Where it's like you think about what we have building up for now. It's like, oh, here's Iron Man, here's Thor, and it's like, and all these like kind of more traditional superhero esque movies. Like whereas like moving into Phase Three, it's like you get into like Ms. Marvel, who can like stretch her body and it's like elastic, you know, and all this stuff. And it's like those types of movies yeah. where you're like, these are more like off the wall. These are more like what Phase Two has been with like Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff. Whereas yeah. like I think. Captain Marvel and Spider-Man like hold themselves up as like, oh wait, these are more yeah. hardcore heroes, like traditional yeah. heroes in this. Um, as far as the uh the acting, I I love everybody in here. I mean yeah. Ben Mendelssohn's great. Oh, dude. Um he's he's great in everything <laughs> that he does. I love him so much. As Fantastic. An actor. Uh Samuel L. Jackson, obviously. Oh my gosh, Samuel L. Jackson, dude. Like I, know. Uh, I can't under like he is such a treasure of film. Yeah. It's like, oh my goodness, dude. Yeah, dude. Um, the cool thing, I, is, I don't know, if, is this spoiler to talk about the, the the youngness of him? I guess it's not. No, we know it's, it's not. In the Definitely past. not. We know that it's set. We know that like when it is set. Yeah. So um, they do some cool visual tricks to make Samuel L. Jackson and uh, Gary, what is that? What is his last name? Colson. Colson? Yeah, like what well, the actor's name. I don't know what the actor's name is. I think it's Gary something. Um make Greg. them look what? It's I think it's Greg. 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 Yeah. I, who know? Well we'll see. I'll find out. Um to make them look young. And it's like Clark I, Greg. Clark there it is. Greg. That's what it was. That's it. That's it. That's why it's weird. It's two first names. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Clark Greg. Greg Clarkson. <laughs> <laughs> um and so uh he uh th- they look really young. I think they've done what they've done is put their faces on younger bodies. See, you were saying this, and I definitely think they did that with uh, with Coulson, like with, with uh, Clark Craig. But like, I Samuel, could uh, Samuel, I couldn't uh, tell with Samuel no, L. Jackson. Yes, you can because I I, th- I guarantee if you stood Samuel L. Jackson yeah. of today up next to that body, but like I guess like have that body. what I'm saying is like a lot of times you can see like the seams around their face, like where it's like with with Coulson or whatever. Like yeah, sometimes it's like oh, I can see like some CG, like a little I bit of couldn't. CG sheen occasionally. Fine. Um, or at least I felt like there was. Anyway. I felt like it was like dead on. But then, as far as Samuel L. Jackson goes, like I couldn't tell at all. Yeah. In fact, like if you hadn't brought that up after the fact, I would have just been like, "Oh no, <laughs> it was totally just a young Samuel L. Jackson. We got a time machine somehow." The the crazy thing is, um, this is the the most we have seen Samuel L. Jackson. Like he hasn't played this large of a role in anything besides, I guess, like Winter Soldier. But or, not this large of a but, role. Yeah, this. I mean, he was in almost every scene here. Like, yeah, um, it's awesome. Like, I don't know. I love Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, Jude Law. Yeah, always phenomenal. Um, I think that like Brie Larson. Yeah. Well, really I, I was gonna say like I I didn't expect um 
I didn't know what to expect from Jude Law being in a superhero movie. Agreed. I love him in a superhero movie. He's so good. Yeah. Um, Brie Larson, yes. I mean, she's a... Didn't she win an Academy Award for Room for Best Actress? Uh, I think she did. Anyway, yes. I mean, you've got, you know, an Academy Award-winning actress in the lead role. Like, how can you really go wrong with that? And, like, she loves this character, too. Like, I think, like, one of the reasons they, like, or I should say, like, she, like, took a photo of herself as this character. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, they came out that she was cast as this character. I'm like, okay, you just basically were like, I want to be this character. Yep. This is a character in comics that I love. Let me be this. Let me be this character. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, here you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it's awesome. Um, so definitely, like, definitely see it for the acting. I think yeah. you know, I I didn't really see any like a weirdness there. Um, overall, you know, really, really pretty film. Mm-hmm. Really pretty. Um, I think this is this is probably the best graphics we've seen. Definitely, um, like it, the of the ones the scenes where it's like this is mostly like CG or whatever. Like yeah. it looked good. Yeah. Like it looked some of the best that yeah. we've seen. Endgame might like have it be in True. some of those like. Yeah, the, in, just the crazy like, look, like the planets and stuff. Yeah, there's a there's a moment in that like Avengers: Infinity War, like that that fight scene in like on another planet or whatever. Yeah, that he looks pulls the moon down. Fantastic. Anyway, Good but night. that might beat this a little bit, but this is still like one of those where you're like this is like some people spent massive amounts of time on this as an idea, just pulling a moon out of a sky. <laughs> I know, right? And it's it's like, <laughs> yeah. Just blows my mind. Yeah. Well, let's just think about like the gravitational shifts that that would cause oh and everything. Oh my gosh, it's so cool. Anyway, I want to be in the room when they're like, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna have a pull a moon out of the sky. Yeah. Like, that's what you're doing here. Like that's the mocap <laughs> that we're doing right now. Yeah. You know, it's like, um, oh my goodness. Good night, dude. Uh, yeah. So I mean, should we say anything? Else? Is there anything else to say in the spoiler free? <sighs> no. I mean, we covered the music. I mean, the direction. I thought there were some interesting choices, like in the slower portions of this. Um, like again, like some of it, it's like I oh, take it or leave I mean, it. There's again, some slower portions. It. Like yeah, th- yeah. And you need that emotional weight. Like there's some moments in there that are like two people that are discussing something that's pretty serious or like that you're like, Oh man, this is, this is weighty. This is heavy. And they give it the breath that it deserves. Yeah. Uh, and which is, you know, I, I hate to say it, but it's surprising for a superhero movie. Cause well, you think about some of the DC things where it's like people just talking about stuff that were like, this should be like way bigger of a decision than this, yeah. you know, in like suicide squad and stuff. Well, the thing is, and, and, and unless you're talking about, you know, like a JJ Abrams, uh, sci-fi movie, yeah. you know, a star Trek, uh, the reboot or, um, or even, yeah. uh, the force awakens. Like, yeah, those are the only sci-fi movies that move super fast. Right. Sci-fi movies traditionally do like move super slow. Yeah. They have, <laughs> they have those moments where it's like, you, you want to feel the weight. Cause like, these are weird situations that like n- people may not, audiences may not have perceived or thought about or considered before. Right. And so like to give them that time to think about them as an audience, like yeah. it's kind of necessary. And Whereas, I don't think like, this is like an, uh, like a weird situation. No, I feel like it was just like the, the lore required this much. Makes sense. Exposition. Yeah. And I liked it. Yeah. I liked that aspect of yeah. it. Yeah. I did I think we're ready to spoil this thing, man. Right, dive go, go see it. in. I say go see I it. I say go see it. This is this is one of those like Marvel films, like similar, you know, to like of of the last few that we've had. Thor Ragnarok and this one are must sees, and then like you know uh, Black Panther is like, yeah. on that next tier, where it's like okay, if you see, you know, like must see these two, definitely you, see Black Panther. If you want to skip Ant Man and the Wasp, you can. Yeah, totally. That one's like one it's where you're fine. like totally skip it. Like it doesn't <laughs> need it. Um, despite how much I liked that movie, you yeah. can listen to our review about how much. 
much I liked it. But uh, but yeah, like as far as that goes, like these this these four movies, that's the one where you should skip. The other three, it's like yes, see these movies. I also say definitely see this before you go watch Avengers Endgame. Oh man, yeah, there is a uh, yeah, definitely do. Let's spoil this thing in a good five, four, three, two, a one. Throw out a spoiler. Captain Marvel comes back in Avengers Endgame. <gasps> that moment starting there, like, I got chills. I did too, man. Like, li- literally, like, like, the way that they deliver that gut punch of, like, this is, like, this, we, we're in Endgame. Yeah. Like, this is, this is the first, like, 30 seconds of Endgame or, yep. or whatever. Like, this is, yep. this is fantastic. Like, the I, way they delivered that was so good. And I know we're talking about Captain Marvel right now, but yeah. I cannot tell you the hype level I have for Endgame. I yeah. can only I can only compare it to the hype level I had for Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Hmm. Like, I, nothing else has has had me this jazzed. It blows my because like I I haven't been as hyped for it as you have. Yeah, like definitely. Yeah. Um, but this mo- like that moment <laughs> yeah, got me hyped. Hyped. For it. Like yeah. that moment was like <laughs> oh, the, totally. the catalyst of like all of this levels of like oh boy when she's just like where's fury yeah where she just appears behind them and well, and we just saw the power of what she can do right where she takes down this whole ship ronin yep. like goes running like the the villain from you know guardians yep. of the galaxy which again dancing brought him down um <laughs> but like, and he just ran away this time he just ran away he's like a terrible villain dude he, he's a ter- well i mean the more we know came, about that villain yeah he's a terrible villain. I, I honestly like i'm glad that they used him again though because i thought the idea of ronin <laughs> yeah. was cool yes um as a villain yes and i was bummed that, that you know he just kind of like got thrown away yeah i mean he has he he, i mean he has this i mean i think that's the point of guardians though oh yeah totally like they wanted it to be a dance that took him down right well it's just the the absurdity of like of (laughs) the absurd absurd absurdist humor that throw like is throughout that entire movie yeah like the fact that the the plot hinges on this absurd thing a dance-off a dance-off yeah galactic dance-off it like it's it's weird because it makes sense. You know, right. you're like, oh, it it's, it's so weird that it makes sense now. Yeah. Like we've made this movie so absurd that something that's absurd makes sense. Yeah. Um. Whereas this movie, like, legitimately, you're like, what's what's going to happen here? Is she going to have to like destroy all four of these ships, or is he going to be like, you know, okay, well, I cave. And what's crazy is, I'm interested. I'm, I'm sure we'll get a Captain Marvel too. Yeah. Like I'm interested to see what she. What she's doing in between, in between, because like she she's not the one who took down Ronin, right? So what was she doing? Well, and then like so it, you assume okay she's trying to find a planet. Did for she these, go back to the Kree home world for, for the for the crawl, but like yeah, did she like go take down the AI that she said she was coming for? Right, or is this like something different? The Kree, like it's so interesting, like the lore behind the Kree, the fact that the Kree has been such a, a pivotal villain for well, the Marvel. And that, and that and, was the only like thing, like as soon as you figure out you're on the Kree home world, right. you're, like, you, oh. you're like, oh crap. But normal people who like don't follow comics right. aren't going to figure that out. Right. I mean like in uh, the uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. have like these through lines with the Kree and like yeah. a lot of the weird stuff that happens is because of them uh, experimenting on humans and like the inhumans are because of them experimenting on humans and stuff. So um, like it's it's just like the the Kree in and of themselves like I think if we were to take out the AI Kree, yeah. I want to see it on screen yeah, at definitely. some point. Like if it's if it's a flashback to like the, that time in between, whenever she maybe does it, I or mean, maybe she teams up with some folks and we take it down in a later film. Yeah, 
I just want to see it on screen because I, they've been so pivotal. I feel like, and this is, this could be wrong, what I feel like with the second Captain Marvel, they have to basically pull, they need to pull a Wonder Woman where mm. we go back in time again and we're doing something yeah. like in between. In the 90s. The, yeah, this this movie and the present day, you know? Yeah. Um, so we always start these reviews and kind of talk about like some something shocking. So we end up at the end of the movie. <laughs> That's right. We end up with like the the where do we go from yeah. here? Like before we get through the rest of it. Right. But yeah. So uh, well, let's jump back a little bit and uh, talk through. I think like um, overall, like I love the story. I think that like it, it introduced ideas that we haven't seen in the Marvel universe before. Yep. Um, and I love things like the fact that like. They pulled. I actually. I mean, we talked about it on the way here. Like it was like, kind of like, well, you know, it's always this like the silver bullet of like, where do they get their powers? Tesseract. <laughs> yeah. You know, if it's on Earth. <laughs> but I actually like like tying it in and it made oh, me yeah. have more questions mm-hmm. about what. How did the Tesseract end up uh, in um, Marvel's hands? Right. And um, how like how did it get out from the bottom of the ocean? Mm-hmm. Um. Where does it like? How does it go from being puked up by this cat? Yeah. To onto this, the, onto Nick Fury's desk. Well, yeah, like because at the beginning of the Avengers, wasn't it at this construction site or whatever? This like, it's at that like weird like, uh, test facility or whatever it is, right? Yes, I believe so. But like, d- did we encounter we encountered uh, in Thor two or is it Thor one? Oh. Thor two. The Tesseract. Uh, we encounter. Um, What's his face? Uh, and he's hunting down, but is he looking for the Tesseract still, or do they have the Tesseract? I mean, I'm going to look about it Loki? real quick. He's no. A- um, uh, Agent Colson. Because he's like the villain in one of the Thor movies, which is so weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I mean, the, I'm not, man, everything's running together now. The second Thor movie happens after Avengers 1, and Avengers 1, Loki has the Tesseract, and they stole it from that facility. Yep. So, I, I believe, right? That seems I be- right. I believe so. Okay. Um... So anyway, it, it, like just that kind of like the journey of the Tesseract. Yeah. Uh, that kind of um, I want to figure out what that timeline looks like. Yeah. Um, I thought the idea. I, I like the setting. I, I think I think the idea of it, you know, being in this, uh, this time period is cool. Oh yeah. Like where there's like the technology isn't high tech yet. Like there's right. no like cell phones. There's just this crazy pager. Um, you know, playing like it kind of reminded me of Bumblebee a little bit. I don't know why I'm having trouble, like I'm stumbling around my words, but uh, reminded me of Bumblebee a little bit. And um, I really liked the the time period that we were in. It's interesting whenever you do have period pieces, um, because like with, um, especially with uh, Bumblebee, and then with. Um, uh, Wonder Woman, yeah, like it's a it's a unique snapshot at this this moment, and it's yeah. like oh this this um, what if scenario, right. and it's it's I and it just seems like we're getting those. a lot of those lately. It does, but like I appreciate those, and they're being delivered on a higher level than like say Captain America, the first Captain America. Definitely, movie. that's just definitely true for sure. Um, and I I appreciate that about it. Um, on the Marvel Cinematic Universe wiki, uh, it says that the Tesseract. Uh, fell into Arctic waters uh, with Captain America and where it was recovered by Howard Stark. 
When was this? After studying, I don't know, it doesn't say, sometime after 1945, after studying the Tesseract, uh, Stark relinquished custody of it to S.H.I.E.L.D., where it remained until it was stolen by Loki. But that's not true. That's, so we that's know that's now. not true. And who established so, that in the first place? Yeah, so like this is a wiki, obviously. But like, so Howard Stark didn't recover it. Marvell did, you would assume. Like, I wonder if somebody said that at some point. Mm. Like, if, if this is like contradicting oh, the timeline. Like, like, ooh, there's like uh, somebody, you know, somebody, a lore master didn't like catch that page or whatever of the yeah, script. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, who knows? I don't know. Um, Regardless, it's wild. That's how I, I assume that that's the timeline we're talking about here. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, I've always wondered how did it get separated from Captain America in those Arctic waters? Yeah. Um, cause they like crashed together, you know? Right. So it's like, how, how did they separate? How do we find the recover the Tesseract before him and then, you know, get him later? So. Yeah. And this is the, the weird thing. Like, and I think like, this was kind of just like, hmm. at the end, whenever Fury's talking about, you know, we need to find more like her. It's yeah. almost like he doesn't even realize or remember or know that Captain America existed. Although he was so public at the time. Right. And you know, he was, and in the, he was everywhere. He was a super soldier. Right. And whenever he finally comes back, it's like, oh, there's the there's that um, place that he goes in in Captain America Civil War or something like that, where he stands in front of his, his own like museum exhibit yeah. and stuff. Like it's um, a thing. People know about him. Yeah. And I, I wonder if maybe that's because like, oh, he's he's long gone because that was in World War Two yeah. or it's like we created him and you know, he wasn't like a, you know, a found type of a thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would have liked a reference to to Cap maybe at that point. Yeah, um, it would have been would have been nice for him to say, you know, it's like, uh, well, you know, we don't. She's halfway across the universe, and Cap's dead. You know, it's yeah, like right. So yeah, it, it makes me like I need to go back and watch um, Captain America again. But doesn't I mean people from Shield know about the Tesseract at that point? Don't they? No. No. No maybe, one knows about the, about the Tesseract. Maybe they do. I'd have to go back and watch. But yeah. Uh, just because, like, you know, again, Nick But they Fury know what like, it's called. This is the first... Well, in this movie. Well, Captain, Mar- Captain Marvel knows... She said, like, something... Uh, Marvel called it the Tesseract. Ah, okay, In okay. her notes or whatever it was she said. Interesting. She, she said some kind of line where she, like, explained why they're calling this the Tesseract. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. I don't know, like the the uh, the tesseract is is that ancient artifact where I'm like, I am curious, like where it's been and, yeah. and how that all maps out. I'll have to think about that one and return to this subject in like our end game review or something like that. I, mean, like, I think I'll, it's. I think it's, it I also think it's. I mean, I love just knowing where the tesseract, at least at this point, like mm-hmm. like, um, what happened there, like at at the. Uh, with um, Red Skull, yeah, like the fact that Tesseract sent him there, Dude. what have to had to happen in in, in a Infinity War there. I don't know, man. Like I just, I'm I'm loving the lore of the Marvel universe right now. Well, and it's so cool that like all of these things they do tie together, and like, yeah. you, and that they've thought this out, and it's, it's it's maybe it wasn't part of the plan from the beginning for the Tesseract to you know come into contact with Marvel, and like, and then it's freed in this way. But like the fact that we've built that in along the way, yeah. means that the next. 20 movies we now have that 
to pull from. We right. have that like knowledge of like where it's been throughout all this time. Right. Um, and whether or not the Tesseract is a thing, you know, it's, it's essentially like, Oh, Luke Skywalker's lightsaber or something exactly. like that where you're like, it, where did it go? And how has it traveled throughout this whole time yeah. period? And, and who recovered it in this thing? So like, there's lots of lore based on those things. And so the Tesseract being Marvel's kind of version of that, it's like, it's, it's fascinating to me. Yeah. Um, uh, I love, I love uh, her powers. Yeah. Super cool. Especially once she kind of comes into her own. And I love that story too. Yeah. Like that didn't seem fake. No. Or, or weird. I, that's a, it's a way to like have a, you know, I'm, um, I'm learning, I'm Superman learning to fly kind of moment or I'm Iron Man, like figuring out my suit kind of moment mm-hmm. without having to watch her gain her powers and then learn them. Yeah. Do like a training scenario or yes. whatever. Yeah. It's like, oh, we don't need the training montage in right. this movie, which I appreciate it. Yes. Um, yeah, and then also like having the twist of like, oh, the AI gave you these powers to finding out that they actually didn't give you these powers. Right. And like that being... They're limiting your powers. Yeah, that being this turning point of like, I've been fighting with one hand behind my back. It was just like, oh my gosh, yeah. this is fantastic. Um, yeah. Which, I, it's, again, that's a, a, a twist on the trope of like f- discovering your powers and stuff. And it's like, yeah. it's just new. I think that this Different. movie did a, like, I, I mean, I, I get on to Marvel and, and so no, I get on to, uh, like any superhero movie these yeah. days that like, I mean, I said the same thing about, um, uh, what was it recently with, uh, Tom Hardy? Um, I keep wanting to say spawn. It's not spawn. Oh, venom. Venom. Um, they just follow these origin story tropes mm-hmm. every single time. And I don't feel like this one did. No, I mean, and, and that's that's one of the things that I enjoyed about it, and that's yeah. one of the things I enjoyed about like the the graphic novels, like having read the graphic novels that this is is based on. It's like, oh my gosh, like this took the best parts of that. I was worried that they would try to take that hero and shove them into the you know Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is how you do an origin story, similar yeah. to like something like. Doctor Strange, where it's like, okay, yeah. Doctor Strange, it follows the 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 rule book a little too closely for yep. me. Um, whereas this did not feel like that. There were twists. There were like the way that they did flashbacks and and uh, revealed pieces of her memory at key moments. Yeah, and that's the only thing that was weird. Like, and I know we're supposed to be disoriented, but I think it went on too long for yeah. me to be disoriented. The like whenever the scroll. The initial time. Yeah, the first time they're like in her brain trying Mm -hmm. to figure it out. I'm like, what's happening? What are these things? Who's talking? Yeah. Why are there multiple people talking to each other? Yeah. I mean, it was so weird. And can she hear them? And she then she's like, oh, no, she totally can hear them. And and I spent more time thinking about that stuff than I did actually listening to and watching what was being said. Yeah. I thought that that was one of the moments that could have been edited a little bit closer, but that was also the moment that I realized that we're watching a sci-fi movie, like a Star Trek-esque sci-fi movie, like Next Generation or like whatever style. Or all the memories are gone. You got to go into their brains. Yeah. And and we got to have this conversation about going into their brains. Oh no, not that memory. This other memory, not that memory, this memory. Play it again. Yeah, exactly. Focus. Focus. Yeah. Rewind. Play it again. You know, that's so, so crazy. It was, I feel like it could have been half the amount of time and it would have been played for twice the amount of weight. Um, And I, and I, yeah, for sure. And I think like, even the concept of like, okay, in this memory, could you really go back and refocus on other things? Well, probably. Like yeah. the like scientifically it says like, you know, your eyes are and your brain is processing like all the information you're seeing all at once all mm-hmm. the time. But you tr- you intentionally focus on just one thing. Choose but all that information is there. Yeah. So fun story about that. 
completely like off topic or whatever. I was in years ago at this point. Um, so selling strawberries and, uh, in, in DuCoin, Illinois. Um, and, uh, John, for the record, John used to sell strawberries by the side of the road every year. Strawberry season would happen. I would drive the car to the strawberry patch, buy them at a uh, wholesale price and then drive down and sell them, uh, at retail to people who would drive by and see the sign or see the flyers that I put yeah. up in town or whatever. Um, anyway, so one summer I was sitting there and there was a car. And they parked like in the parking lot across from me and they were like, there's a gas station across the street, right? Then that car like goes into the gas station across the street. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And later on, a police officer comes up to me and goes, hey, the gas station across the street got robbed earlier. Um, did you see anything? And I was like, ah, I don't, I don't think so, blah, blah, blah. And then like he gave me a number to call or whatever. And I sat there and I was thinking, I was thinking, I was thinking, I was thinking, I was like, you know what? I, re I remember that car's license plate number. Like that was sitting here. I was like, I think that like if that was the car, then like, then I have the license plate number. I think, and so I like called them up and talked to them. And I went down to the station, and they like had me search for the, and I was one number off. Oh man, I was the last number. They were like, oh, we searched for all of this, and then that last one that you gave us, it, we we left that blank, and like it has these, and that's the car. Like that was the the one, wow. and so it was they were able to get the license plate number and the identity and like all the stuff of the person caught them. Um, but yeah, like it was so like memory. Oh yeah, it's weird, man. It is weird. I mean, it's like I mean, I don't think I talked about it on the podcast, but recently, like uh, my Jeep almost got broken into, and like while I was in in a McDonald's, and I came back out, and like weird things are just happening. Like people were on the other side of the car, and like came mm -hmm. out of like different places and all this kind of stuff. And um, but I didn't realize all any of that till like like in the moment. I just it just happened, and like mm -hmm. and I but I just knew I felt like something was weird and was mm -hmm. wrong and was different. And so, like, I just sat there for, like, I, I drove my car over to the other side and just sat there for a minute. And I'm like, I remember someone was messing around over on the other side of the car. And <laughs> yeah, then around this way. There. And then you, you just start, your brain just starts, mm -hmm. like, focusing on the things you didn't focus on. Right. Like, in real time. Yeah. And it goes back and, like, oh, yeah, all yeah. this other stuff was going on. Right. And I processed it. Or, sorry, I, I, I at least I saw it. Yeah. My brain didn't necessarily process it as necessary information to exactly. pull out. Exactly. And it was it's in crazy. there. It's just yep. like you just didn't have it yet. Yeah. You know? So what it's like it's concepts like those yeah. that this movie is like just referencing. Right. It's not even like it's not even like this is the main conceit of this movie. Right. It's, we're not gonna explain we're not this. Gonna explain like, explain it. We're not going into levels of dreams within dreams with this. But right. we're gonna like I, just have it on the on on the surface be that. I feel like that could be a whole movie. Yeah talking about that yeah but they just like it kind of included so i don't you know like i love stuff like that i uh, me too um and I, I felt like they did it well yeah. like they well that part not so well that like they part need to explain they, again, what was it could have been shorter could have been shorter they just need i think they, if they just like we known what was happening sooner right it would have been better yes um like if she'd come out of it and seen the, what was happening briefly yeah. and then like sucked back in you right. know like right that would have been how you handle that yep <laughs> um I don't know where I was going with that other than that was cool. <laughs> it was cool. I mean, yeah. it, and I think like those moments like that, that it hinges on whenever she ended up going, like getting to earth, it was also like very fun to see her interact with the security guard. And it's like, you know, and he's obviously like, doesn't know anything. And he's like, Oh, you go to the radio shack and I crashed into the blockbuster. Yeah. And then we have the chase on the subway, which is pretty awesome. Like her fighting the old lady. Like there's, there's so many unique things about this movie that don't fit yeah. within like that tradition superhero like hero's journey kind of a like a storyline um 
that feel right with it. Like yeah. it, it, it kind of owns its own space here. Yeah. I think really the, like, you know, the, the, the story felt really, really good, you know, in terms of, I liked, you know, her trying to, and, and, and the audience along with her figuring out her past. Yeah. Um, searching for like what happened. Um, you know, I think the twist with, uh, the scroll mm-hmm. where it was really cool. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, the twist with her being the pilot and almost dying. Yeah. And then Jude Law's character being the one who actually like, betrays, you know, like he's been hiding this from her the whole time. I didn't expect that. I expected A. Cree, but I didn't expect him to show up. I didn't expect up, him either. Man. No, I didn't. Well, and then like that whole I kind of moment. expected Roman, Ronan for a second. Yeah, like halfway. Like I expected some. Yeah. I expected like that type of a like. Oh, I'm a you know, uh-huh. uh, not like Jude Law just to walk out of the smoke and you're like, oh, that's just oh no, this is worse than I thought. Yeah, it's like this is this is even worse. Like I, that caught me by surprise. Like you said with the scroll, that caught me by surprise too. Like I I I don't know. Like it's a it's a movie that. Um, is unique and it also surprised me. Like, yeah, I didn't. I didn't expect either of those things. Like I, I kind I, of wanted. Like I don't know. I don't know. I don't I know. think I like. I liked the thing that like, going along with the testing. I mean, back in the. I get. I mean, when was the set? Technically, uh, it was the early eighties. Like, whenever I mean, she was there, so six years so, earlier. So we're so. talking about like during the Cold War and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Like back then, the you know military and army were testing crazy things mm-hmm. and i'm sure they still do today but we mm-hmm. just don't like again we haven't found out about them yet <laughs> but we know that they yeah like then well, that's they, 30 40 years that's around then they they were developing the stealth bombers and um well, we saw one in this we like, saw one you know like, like, like was... the, the shuttles were developed around then mm-hmm. the, the the space shuttles and so like all that is kind of just period accurate in terms of like this could have happened in yeah. terms of like a an experimental aircraft that gets you know the crash gets covered up. Mm-hmm. Um, totally could have been a thing. Yeah, I mean that's the that, that emotional weight like between her and her friend where her friend is like you know they they just basically they disappeared you yeah. like whenever you crash they were like oh it doesn't exist that crash yep. doesn't even exist. Yep, and like that the the both the the sadness and the bitterness in her like delivery of that line was like so like man it's like yeah. man that that was that was such a good moment for yeah. me like and then also the reaction that uh you know uh Carol Danvers had like where she's like doesn't even know this person but can feel like what this means to them you yeah. know it's it was it was unique in that res- regard too of the emotional weight of who was I coming to terms with like oh the people that I thought were my friends are actually my my enemies and the people that I thought were my enemies are actually my friends and, and what have I done it's it's very interesting yeah as far as the powers go I did love the showdown between her and Jude Law there at oh, the yeah. end where he like the only thing he like looks at her charging up her arm and he's like the only thing yeah. I have left is to try the same thing that I did early yep. on it's like it's that whole like hang the gun on the wall like whenever he says like you'll you'll only be respectable whenever you can beat me without your powers and then like taking that and even twisting it at that point where she just blasts him and yeah. he goes I don't need you to like give me validation yeah. in this yeah I mean I, I liked I, I think I would have liked it. I, I would have been okay with it either way. Right. I that I mean things like that are the only things that like are tiresome when it comes to humor in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Where like a lot of times instead of actually doing something cool, they take the easy way out and throw a piece of humor in there and you know like do something like that. Like you know? like 
Avengers one slamming Loki around with uh, and that with, one was with, funny. Yeah, and this was funny too. But it's like again, it's like I actually it's not surprising anymore. It's mm-hmm. supposed to be surprising. Because yeah. and it's not surprising anymore because that's why I expect them to do. I expect yeah. them to take this like, I mean, I, like in my head right before I'm like, she's just gonna shoot him again. Like, yeah. why? <laughs> why would you fight him? Why would she fight him? Yeah, this is this is not a clever enough setup to make the payoff work right. I get it, and I guess like my like the one of the reasons why I like the way that that ended up, where it was like, oh, you know, you know, I, I don't like need, the message behind it. Yeah, the message behind sure. it, but also like the fact that she didn't kill him. Like she yeah, didn't like fine. She didn't need to win. She's like, okay, I'm gonna send you back, like, and right. let them deal and with it. And I think you. that could have happened without the joke. Makes sense. You know what I mean? Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I just like, and it's it's just like, a, this is this is where I'm on Team Jared with like. Sometimes I feel like the, the Marvel universe uh, sacrifices and willingly sacrifices up um, its own like cool things, hmm. like cool moments, and says instead of a cool moment. Uh, we're just gonna have a jokey joke here, hmm. and I kind kind of dislike it. Interesting. You know, in in general. Interesting. I mean, I, I I don't disagree with with the whole like the jokey jokeness of it. Um, but yeah, I appreciated this the way the way this one played out. But like you said, like I I wasn't surprised by the joke. I think they sure. could have done it a different way. Yeah, yeah. They could have done it without a joke. They yeah. could have made the same point, and probably well, it would have been more powerful yeah. without the joke. Yeah, is what I think. I don't disagree. Um, speaking of some of the humor, there's some hilarious things with like the cat. <coughs> the cat was, I did that was, not expect I that. I didn't expect that at all. Ever. Um, and then like a lot of the stuff with like Nick, uh, Nick Fury, like Fury was hilarious. Yeah. And like the way that whenever, like the interplay between him and, uh, and Captain Marvel is like fantastic. Where like with the door situation where like he opens the door with like this fingerprint and you're like, yeah, this is so cool. And she, <laughs> and blasts she blasts it. it. And I, I was like, oh gosh, this yeah. is amazing. That I love. And, but I, and I even loved you know, like, you know, they set things up really well where, you know, he says what his name is or whatever, and no one calls me Nick. Right. And no one, like, it's all Fury. And, yep. Like, that was, you think that's the end of it. What are and, your kids going to call you? Fury. Yeah. And then the, you know, what do you call your mom? Fury. <laughs> um, and, and then the, but then whenever um, the the Cree, yeah. you know, show up, you know, they call him Nicholas, and you're like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't just there for laughs. That was there for a point. <laughs> I love the look that uh, that that he gets as well from from Fury. He's like, "What?" Yeah, yeah. He's like, and oh, he confirms no. with the whole like Havana thing or uh-huh. like whatever it was. Um, yeah, that was. Uh, that and then was, they bring that back around at the end oh, too, dude. It's so good. I also love like the whole like whenever uh, whenever he says, "And this is my science." And you're supposed to be my science guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and Nick is like, I mean, looking yeah, at him again, like, oh, like there was humor good. that worked really well in here. I, right. There was something that just didn't for right. me, but right. But yeah, like I I loved all those. Things. I mean, Nick Nick I I would. I kind of want a Nick Fury movie now. Oh, man, I've always wanted a Fury movie, dude. I've wanted a, a Fury movie uh, as badly as I've wanted a uh, a uh, Black Widow movie. And mm. it's like, I want both of those things. Give yeah. me those things. Yeah. I could go for, for both of them. I, uh, but yeah. I've, and I, an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. Dude, an Obi-Wan Kenobi. I mean, if Marvel could give me an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie, I would be okay with that, too. I would, too. You know, just... Let's just do it. I'll even take a couple of cheesy jokes that I wish weren't in there. But, Definitely. you know, I just... 100%. <laughs> All right, I'm ready to rate this thing. All you? right, me too, man. I this is such a good movie. Like, yeah, it's definitely like we 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 ranked all of the the Marvel movies. This yeah. is definitely top half of a movie. Like, yeah, for sure, probably top half I, of the top half. I still think I'm gonna give this man. I'm like I'm wavering between an eight and eight point five just because of the 
the the length of it. Mm. Um, I I'm I'm gonna say eight point five. I will watch this multiple times. I am right there with you. Eight point five. Like for me, it doesn't quite reach the nine. Like I'm I was wavering between like the nine yeah. and the eight point five. It just doesn't like, reach the reach the heights that I want it to. Oh, Pal- like. I mean, I th- and that's, but that's it's what, so good. Well, and that's, too. and that's one thing. Like, I guess I could I could talk about for a second. One more, one more thing. Like, especially when I feel like it's the climax of the movie, things are still moving a little too slow mm. for me. Like, thing they need to be like this stuff needs to happen faster and feel like it has more emotional weight. Yeah, I think there could have been like there's some some like probably fighting scenes that were cutting back to her in this weird room. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't need to do that then. There. Yeah, that's like, true. I don't know. There's where she's uh, taking care of like the the under henchmen. Yes, know? like the 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 it just loses momentum in the times it doesn't need to lose momentum. Yeah, yeah, and that's it's largely an editing thing, right? So like that's kind of yeah. like you know just give me a little bit a little bit tighter editing on some of those. Yeah, and I'm I'm good. But yeah, eight point five. The other thing I wanted to throw out there, there was a moment where she's walking off the subway and like there's a, somebody walks by or whatever, and that's like uh, that was uh, the old lady. Yeah, no, no. The uh, oh. there's a lady with red hair. Oh, okay. And it's uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick who wrote. Oh, that's cool. The uh, and consulted on the movie, but also wrote uh, Captain Marvel. Like reinvented that character with wrote for uh, years. Carol Danvers as as Captain. Marvel, that's awesome. So that's cool. I thought that was a really cool moment. I was yeah. like, "Wow, that's awesome!" Well, She's that, in it. We didn't talk about this. I mean, because it doesn't really have any effect on that storyline. But the right. Stan Lee stuff is really cool oh, at the man. beginning. Like right um, off the bat, like where they started doing the uh, the Marvel like logo uh-huh. with the comics flipping, and it's just him. It's just Stan. I like. Oh man. Yeah. Mm. And then, it, and then it was so like, emotional. I think it just said "Thank you, Stan" or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was, it was cool. so good. Yeah. So good. Such a good tribute to to, to Stan Lee there. Um. We didn't talk about the. So setting it up for Endgame. Oh man, man, I, I, mm. it just—it's—I feel like it's just going to take off from there. Yeah. And I do—I do appreciate the escalation of powers, like where the fact that she is like one of the most like powerful uh, heroes. I mean, in she the, has to be at in this the point. Marvel universe. You don't have any, you have you have who we saw in the room, mm-hmm. her and Ant Man. Well, Ant Man's stuck in the. Oh, you're talking about the ones that are left. The ones that are left. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying in general, in the Marvel universe, even in the comics universe, like she is like historically like one of the most powerful ones yeah. because she, and she deals with all the like the, you know, the f- high high uh, fantasy esque star tracking stuff. Like she's just out there in the universe dealing with universe level threats. Yeah, and so like it's gonna be fun to see this play out. Yeah, like definitely. Thanos and uh, and and Captain Marvel and all these heroes. Like it's like man. Yeah, because I guess Tony Stark is even like way across the universe too. Yeah, I mean he's stuck out there by himself. Man, anyway, it's crazy dude. Isn't Nebula there too though? Did we see what happened to Nebula? We didn't see what happened to Nebula. Nebula. <sighs> <laughs> oh man, dude. Yeah. So when does that movie come out? Later this year. May. Yeah, it's coming up soon, man. I feel like. Hang on. And you said that the uh, the Spider Man trailer like wasn't supposed no. to drop until after that. Marvel did not want that to drop, yeah. and then Sony just uh, decided to drop it. That's a bummer. Yep, uh, I feel like Sony just even on multiple levels just does what they want. <laughs> I also the uh, that trailer specifically, we knew there was going to be another Spider Man movie, so it's like the trailer doesn't necessarily matter, right? Except for like it shows Nick Fury because he's dead. Oh, you're right. Right now. You're right. You know. Uh, Dang. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Okay. Um, you're right. You're right. I mean, it didn't seem like any of his friends or it seemed like they brought all his friends back. Hmm. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish they hadn't dropped that. What, what was I looking? Not at? that it really necessarily spoils anything. Yeah, when is Endgame? April twenty sixth. All right, it's coming up so soon. So real coming up fast, soon. dude. That's it's next like, month. Yeah, that's literally that's like one, two, we're in three, in the rundown for it. Four, five, six, seven weeks away. Man, I'm so excited, dude. I am too. <sighs> What's funny is like that movie you like required watching for that movie will be even more than the the part one was because again, Captain Marvel. Um, well, I think you need to watch part one to understand. Right. But I mean, with Captain Marvel, just in general, I feel yeah. like Captain Marvel is going to be pretty, like... Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think... Big well, chunk. I think what, what you mean is... So before part one, we were talking about, well, you should really watch... Um, all of these characters' origin stories. All of these but then And then, like, Thor Ragnarok, yep. like, for specific things. Yep. Um, I think, yeah, for this one, the second one, you, I mean, it, it, it sounds weird to say that you... Needed to watch a movie in between them, yeah. But you kind of needed to watch Captain Marvel in between them, exactly. And like the fact that it lays right in between them because he like does the beeper thing, like, yeah. That makes sense too. Yep. Um. So yeah, it's weird. It is weird. Like we've like again, they're doing like things that have never been done. That's right. In, in and you think before. you think about like I've I, I, like Black Panther was introduced in a Avengers movie or in a like a Captain America movie, I should yeah. say, but in a team movie and then had his own like standalone thing. And this was literally just like, she just has her own standalone thing. But again, it's, it's just as required as these other things are. Right. So yeah. Mm, mm, I love it, dude. That's it for this week. What are we doing next week? Anything specific? Uh, the division two is going to be out, but we won't have time to, yeah, we won't to have talk to about that. that at that yeah, point. Yeah. But I, I, I will have played uh, three more oh, games. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. At least three different <laughs> more games. All right, cool. Well, we will uh, we'll talk about something next week. You can find us online at stantargetpoddesk.com, on Twitter <laughs> at chriswright250. And johnwright777. And at stantargetpod. Please go to your podcast service of choice. Review us. Tell all your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target. Boy, we sure sure will talk about something. <laughs> <laughs>